2007, Woo Themes was born. Then in 2011, WooCommerce came along. Listen as I chat with the original co-founders of WooThemes, Adi, Magnus, and Mark. Hey everyone, Bob WP here. Do the Woo episode 96. This is a Woo perspective, and this is a this is probably the most exciting special Do the Woo podcast there's ever been in the history of Do the Woo podcast, which as I said, 96 episodes ago. I'm excited to get going on this. This is called the official Woo reunion. Wow. We have the originals. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like a, having a reunion of a rock band or something. I, I don't, you know, I, but it, it's pretty amazing. I'm going to just let them introduce themselves because um, let's start with Addy. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, um, I guess like what I can probably share is probably what happened after Woo for me, right? Um, which has been, oh, that's eight years ago, eight, seven, seven years ago, seven odd years ago, right? Um, but I ultimately kind of founded another company, SaaS company in the e-commerce space called Converger, where we built email marketing automation for e-commerce brands um, and subsequently sold that uh, end of 2019, late 2019 to Campaign Monitor, um, spent some time with them last year um, and have since gone on to work on a new startup, new SaaS startup, again in the same space called Cogsy, where we're hoping to to help e-commerce brands make smarter and better uh, purchasing decisions. Wow, Mark, AD straight into sales mode there, huh? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to put the Mark. You have to put the the reps in. I mean, you guys, you guys know this by now. Yeah, uh, on a personal side, I'm English-born South African, living in Cape Town, um, co-founder of two children. Uh, yeah, husband, um, and it, yeah, once upon a time started Woo with these two characters and was always more the creative one, definitely not the technical or the, the financial back then, lent on these guys. Uh, I'm a terrible surfer, a football fanatic, a uh, bit of a gadget geek, keen photographer, and these days, um, I am spending a lot of time when I'm not with my family in sort of the early stage, predominantly Cape Town-based tech scene. I've invested in a couple of businesses um, and advise and love working very early stage on product strategy, go-to market campaigns. Uh, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And last but not least, Magnus. Magnus uh, from uh, Norway. Uh, met these two South Africans uh, via email back in 2007, I think it was, and uh, co-founded WooThemes and WooCommerce uh, with Mark and Eddie. We, uh, or I, uh, am the only Norwegian guy uh, in Woo and two South Africans, so always kind of felt like a bit of a outsider. <laughs> But they they took care of me. But uh, went on to uh, other things after we uh, uh, after we was acquired in 2015. Uh, from 2017 or 2016-17, I've been angel investing in companies locally in Norway. So my whole pitch now is I'm the co-founder of WooFreams and WooCommerce, and I invest in uh, startups. Um, so. I've done about 20 22 investments in local startups and enjoy kind of giving back on on my journey through uh, founding a company to doing an exit and and hoping to 
see some more Norwegians go on the same route I've gone. And, and also preaching about remote work is uh, my passion now. Cool. Uh, I, I, outside of that, I'm also a, a bad surfer uh, and a snowboarder and uh, an avid uh, fly fisherman. I uh, got two daughters and uh, uh, soon-to-be wife, I hope. Engaged for about seven years. Uh, living happily in Norway with low COVID rates. Wow. So, okay, I, I know you've told the story a million times, so I'm not going to get into like the whole story, but I thought it would be a great way of starting this. As, as you probably learned from their three introductions, yes, this is why Woo Commerce and Woo Themes basically if they didn't exist i wouldn't exist right now at least this podcast wouldn't exist i guess i would exist but i'd be doing something else i usually ask people at the beginning how do you do the woo which is really weird because you are the woo i mean in the way so you know that that question doesn't fit when you go back to that oh first year of startup what for each of you? What stand? What what do you remember most about that time? What was it that really stuck in your head, and you know, really probably maybe I don't want to say it was impactful, but it was something that that first year really has always stayed with you throughout your journey at Boo and you know beyond or whatever. I, I can go first on this one. I. I just remember kind of being uh, told by Eddie and Mark that you have to quit your day job. That that was kind of like the big step for me. It took me almost a year after after meeting these two guys before I actually dared to go and talk to my boss. So so that kind of monumental happening of me saying I'm going to sit at home and work whilst everybody else I know was in a in a corporate job. Uh, I felt kind of like. Uh, a freedom but also very scared uh so so the thing that kind of gave me lots of uh, enthusiasm back in those days was just like i didn't know i was in a startup i mean we were just doing this and trying to make some money and and build some designs and and build some themes and just how easy it was back then to build a theme and get it on the marketplace and get people to buy it i mean it must be so hard now to get to be a, a an author of of a theme or a plugin and try and get uh, known in the WordPress community. But I I feel like just if you just spent the weekend coding and and designing and and putting it out there, people would would automatically download it and, and almost buy it instantly from you. So I kind of feel like we were so lucky to be in the right time. And and often I kind of pinch myself and say, yeah, we we did a lot afterwards to be successful, but just being at that right time, it felt so lucky. Yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a fairy tale looking back at it because this is before we had these wonderful tools like Zoom and and Hangouts and Teams, and you know we managed to connect through our WordPress blogs. Uh, it was thanks to WordPress itself that we did connect and. For me, the biggest thing was just that shift in mindset from being a, a WordPress freelancer and renting my time to this annuity income that could be earned through digital products. And, you know, that's even evolved now. Uh, digital products now is not as sexy as SaaS offerings, but just the simplicity of that digital product model. Um, yeah, it was a such a, a huge learning back then and such an aha moment. Yeah, right. And I, and I think the, the interesting thing that just reflecting off what both of you guys said there, right, is that I don't think we ever 
thought that we were building a startup, right? That's not the way, like, that's just not the way it happened. Like, I, I, I think, uh, you know, to some extent, um, I always feel like we got into a space at just the right time and, you know, WordPress was growing and, and so many other things outside of our control happened to us effectively, right? And like that pushed us forward, pushed us to learn, right? Um, you know, pushed us to do things, um, you know, to improve, et cetera, to grow the business. Um, but it, like in that first year, I don't think we realized that this was a business. Like it was definitely not a startup. Um, and I can remember, I think, you know, for me, like that first realization, the thing that I went back to is um, I, I mean, at that stage, I started that year, 2008, um, I started working corporate gig. It was my first and only corporate gig post-university. And um, I, like six odd weeks later, I made kind of the jump to to Wootheams full-time um, purely because Wootheams at that stage or the first theme before it was even Wootheams, right? Because I think Wootheams only came in like June, July of that year. Um, was was earning me the same amount of money that my my boss was paying me, right? So again, like for me, like it was just, hey, I can do something that's more fun and I can earn the same amount of money. It was not about building a business, um, especially not the kind of the the size of the business that we ultimately ultimately ended up building. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this with WooCommerce, but I maybe stick a little bit more around Woo themes. And this doesn't. The three of you don't have to all answer this, but do any of you have a a feeling of when you thought, whoa, I think we hit something here. It's, you know, we, we started back and we were just, you know, we want to put some themes together. We want to make some money. Was there any point, you know, and maybe there's not even an exact date you can think of, but it hit you and you thought, man, I think we're onto something. I remember uh, the first uh, email or one of the first emails from AD when we were discussing premium themes and I said I've sold a couple on my uh, my own personal website and, and they were doing okay, a few hundred dollars a week or something. And AD said, well, I've done $12,000 the first month of premiumnewstheme.com. So that kind of blew me away and uh, we we joined up forces and, and made the first theme and I think I only sold... Uh, Newspress was my first theme and I think it only sold about $4,000 but still almost the same monthly wage I had uh, at at my, my job, my day job so I kind of thought like how is this possible to earn this much money off something in one month I, like I, I'm an unknown in this space, nobody knows about me but I, I just like with a bit of designing and, and a bit of coding from 80 suddenly we had a, a, another product and then Mark joined forces so we, I think we instantly saw this kind of like untapped marketplace and, and just ran after it and uh, obviously WooCommerce is a different story but WooThemes was kind of like just Tapping into that premium WordPress marketplace was kind of my uh, first feeling of something special. So, Woo Themes 2007, WooCommerce 2011. I think the story again has been told, you know, how WooCommerce came to be. But can you just, for those that haven't heard it, um, I'll let one of you refresh how that whole thing materialized or you know at least you know how it became a it's like what do you say a glimmer in your eye type of thing except you know there's usually that's that's left for the better um things like kids but you know as far as woocommerce when did when did that start to crop up that idea and how did it crop up 
I mean, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I I think it popped new, cropped up, or like popped up um, at least into conversations, uh, probably around about 2009 already, um, where because at that stage we saw a shift in which themes were selling really well. So initially it was all these kind of, you know, how do you turn WordPress as traditionally blog into more of a news site, these kind of magazine layouts that we that was popular back then to business brochure kind of type websites. And when we started getting more businesses to buy the products, we they would ask us, do you have shopping, you know, shopping cart functionality? So we knew it was, it was there um, for a while. We just never thought that we would get into it. Um, and I think at that stage, the only e-commerce plugin for WordPress was WP e-commerce, if I remember correctly, right? Um, and it wasn't it wasn't easy to use, and especially not from a templating standpoint. And I think the thing that we always stood for in our products was the design focus. I think that's what differentiated us from the start. Like we were not tech heavy. We were always much stronger on the design side. And we essentially embarked on this um, you know, process. I think it went, um, found a freelancer to build uh, you know, e-commerce plugin for us didn't work out. Almost convinced Andrew Nason to, whilst he was working, you know, kind of you know, closely with Matt, right, to work on something with us. And I think he was just about to write some new code, and then he could unfortunately not kind of you know, pull that through. Decided to bring that internal to kind of the the devs that we had in house. Realized that they do not have the you know, literally don't have the experience, right? And that's not me criticizing them. I don't think that was our core competency. Um, and I think like through all of that, eventually stumbled onto what Jay and Mike had been doing with Jigo Shop, um, and ultimately kind of enticed them to join us instead, fork the you know the, the source code at that stage, um, which then became uh, WooCommerce. I think it's important to add uh, in the our initial thoughts about WooCommerce were not was not to kind of create this e-commerce plugin that was going to take over the WordPress uh, or or even the the internet e-commerce scene it was more about selling more themes we just wanted to uh, kind of build e-commerce themes and this WooCommerce plugin was what was needed to do that so it took us kind of like i don't know 6 10 12 months before we realized like okay extensions is maybe the way to go here <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we lucked into that, right? I mean, that was, you're, you're right. Like, that was always our focus. Like, let's just build this thing so we can sell e-commerce themes. Um, like, we did not think about monetizing the extensions part thereof. I mean, that was totally something that kind of, you know, Jay and Mike had envisioned and, you know, imagined and built with Jigoshop. And we literally just inherited that bit thereof. And just one other thing to add. I think, um, you know, whilst AD said we were design focused, we were absolutely customer-led and big fans of like Zappos and the likes. And we had our ideas board and we followed that religiously as to whatever rose to the top was areas we should focus on along with the, the revenue data we had back then. And yeah, we, we learned a hell of a lot from our customers. And yeah, that was definitely the, the sort of springboard into e-commerce. Did any of you have the gut feeling at some point that WooCommerce would become as big as it is right now. Was there any anything that, you know, hinted towards that? Or was it like, sometimes you look at it now and you think, whoa, you know, what did we start? This is pretty cool. I mean, I guess, like, for me, like, the, the bit that I would probably add is, for me, it became evident much later, right? I mean, I think, you know, part of, um, I think I've mentioned this before publicly, at least, but I mean, part of, why I ultimately decided to, to move on from Woo in 2013 was um, 
And a guy's like, I, I think you remember, like, I, I was bullish on building WooCommerce hosting, right? Or hosted WooCommerce at that stage. Because um, I thought that that was going to be a thing. And um, like, we didn't, we were not aligned on, on that vision because again, tech was not our core competency at that stage. Um, still wasn't. And um, I think, but at that stage, at least, like I had, I mean, again, it's obviously hindsight. Like, I'm not sorry, I'm not Oracle. Um, but like I, there was something there. But that again, like that was 2013, right? I mean, at that stage, you know, WooCommerce, you know, Woo and WooCommerce was a multi-million-dollar-year business. Um, it was growing exponentially, etc. So it was almost easy to pattern match at that stage and just kind of you know, forecast or extrapolate that that curve outwards. I think going on from that, I mean, we had ADX at the business in 2013, and at that time, we were kind of like working out how to best grow WooCommerce? Was it through hosting or was it just through the plugin and extensions? And I think when we went to IRCE conference in Chicago in 2014, just being approached by a top venture capital company and and saying like, we know what you guys are doing. This is awesome. We want to work with you. And and just getting that kind of like, okay, this is not a lifestyle business anymore. We can't just treat it like uh, a hobby almost it felt like a hobby up until <laughs> that point at least uh when when we you saw kind of like okay there's lots of customers and merchants relying on us not screwing up this so how do we kind of like make sure that that happens and i think that's kind of like what led to the, the acquisition in 2015 and just making sure that woocommerce was in good hands uh that kind of like, I think like 2014 was like, okay, the WooCommerce is going to be big. Like we're looking at builtwith.com and seeing like the market share, we're like, is this right? 42% of all e-commerce stores, this can't be right. But I mean, it depends on what data you put in there, but it was a big chunk of all e-commerce stores for sure. Mag, by the way, are, are you telling me that I should have just taken you to IRC a year earlier than I might have been able to to ride out the journey with you guys? I think that's your mistake, Adi. <laughs> I've always been slightly impatient, so fair enough. Yeah, look, I think um, Adi leaving the business was obviously a, a monumental moment for Wu and and sort of a big... Um, a big strategic sort of moment where we were to to try and think as to how we can really realize value here. Um, and I think IRCE was definitely um, quite a big moment, like Mag said, just seeing WooCommerce almost in the flesh, you know, a digital product behind screens when we're not in an office. It all feels quite virtual. But to actually have that sort of tactile experience of a massive e-commerce um event like that and having been from south africa and norway and going to see the scale of it in america you know we're obviously always two steps behind but i think um yeah adian and his vision for hosted woocommerce uh coupled with i think you know there were serious growth pains i think we were constantly trying to put out fires whilst trying to think of the future and it was a a huge burden to knowing that so many businesses were jumping onto WooCommerce and it was underpinning their whole business model. So just trying to to exist at, and, and to grow at a pace that we knew would be sustainable. Yeah. And you probably never thought, I mean, we've known each other, 
I've known the three of you for years, it seems like. I think I bought my first Woo themes in 2008 or 2009. It wasn't too long after you came out. And probably never occurred to you, knowing me, I'm sure I'm not on your mind much these past few years, but that, you know, you could never predict that, oh, Bob will probably start this site totally based on WooCommerce and, and start a podcast. So um, so I, I threw you in for a loop again, though a very tiny, tiny one. Thanks to our sponsor, PayPal. PayPal has launched a new pay later option called Pay In For. This means that your clients can offer their customers the option to purchase over time in four interest-free payments. This feature is one of two options from PayPal for pay later, with the other being PayPal Credit, which gives store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. The second option is subject to consumer credit approval. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they're more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or cost. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the Marketplace at WooCommerce.com. Just head on over, click Marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout. Suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. Thanks to PayPal for being a community sponsor for Do The Woo. And now let's head back on over to the conversation. Let's say you're you're somewhere and somebody meets meets you for the first time and they discover, wow, you know, the, I, I'm talking to the the masters here, or you know, this is amazing, and they're wanting to get into the WooCommerce space and build extensions and stuff, and they look at you all starry eyed, and say, what What's your best advice? What did you learn from those all those years at Woo? What advice can you give me as a builder or or somebody that wants to build a product for WooCommerce? I think I'm like WooCommerce. I don't think many people in Norway know what WooCommerce is, except the people that actually want to build an e-commerce store. And and people often send me emails or or call me on the phone and say, "Hey, I'm into WooCommerce, and I see there's a Norwegian founder. You you must be an expert." And I'm like. Yeah, it's I I I found co-founded WooCommerce, but it's been like four years since I've been actively in the business, and and I don't even know how many extensions we've got now. So, okay, cool. But you, how can I do this, and how can I build this store, and and then I'm I'm like, how do I answer that? Like, should I should I like do it for you? I feel like I'm back in the days when when somebody asked me about a theme, can I do this? And yeah, I'll I'll do it for you, but I can't do that anymore. So. So I just direct them to to people I know. An agency, there's an agency here which is a WordPress VIP uh, member. They 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 do most of the kind of work or advice that I should be giving. But I think it's really hard to give somebody who wants to build uh, an extension or a plugin or a theme these uh, in, in in kind of this these times because there's so much competition. Like where do you start? So. <laughs> 
I would try and focus on 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 one thing and 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 solving like advice I give to most startups is find one problem and try and solve that really good better than anybody else and and then build from there that's kind of my best advice yeah and like the Maggie the one thing you mentioned there by the way that um you know I, I think compared to where we started right and just in the greater WordPress ecosystem um everything is much more saturated and competitive right I mean I I even found that in building conversion right where you know WooCommerce was our initial integration um, and we only built Shopify afterwards, and, and our Shopify integration totally lapped kind of WooCommerce exponentially. So, um, and up until exit was the majority of our business. And um, I think to your point of like doing that one thing is, I think for anyone wanting to build something, is just like really solve a need, like really figure out like just the one thing you can do to be valuable to a WooCommerce you know business to you know WooCommerce user. Um, and again, using that example for you know for Conversio is. Like I think we did that really well for Shopify. We obviously did not do that well enough, you know, for WooCommerce. Like there is a difference between those two things. And I think as a founder, as a builder, like that's the part that you need to figure out is how do you kind of really build something that resonates with customers and just really creates value and value enough for them to actually pay for it. My two cents, I think um trying to quantify what WordPress's reach actually is at 40% of the internet. It's massive numbers, and to Mag's point, doing one thing really well to find a, a niche within a niche, you know, a, a subsector, an industry, a geography where you can dominate one small feature and start with that, and just um, be so engaged with your customer and so responsive, and don't build the kitchen sink to start. Just, yeah, I mean, it's it's simple sort of MVP lean logic and. It's spewed all over the internet, but uh, yeah, in the WordPress space, I think just really get to know the players um, and just immerse yourself in the community and yeah, just think small to start. Now we have a rare opportunity here because you, all three of you, yeah, founders of Boo, but you've been out of the space and you, I mean, you're not, you know, you're not working on Woo. And I think a lot of people are interested from the outside looking in what your perception of Woo is and its growth right now. You know, what, because you're all in a place, I mean, you're helping startups, you're um, working in maybe still in e commerce. You've got a, a different perspective than sitting in the office and working at Woo. Yeah, what what do you think the future of Wu is at this point where you are at this point? I'll, I'll go first. Like I, I mentioned it before, but in Norway, if you want to go and build an e-commerce store, WooCommerce isn't kind of the name that pops out straight away. There's not much advertising for it. It's it's kind of more of a if you already run a WordPress site, then you know about WooCommerce. Uh, story and i think just the way forward for woo is obviously the growth of wordpress uh, and tagging on to that but there's competitors in 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 wix and shopify and big commerce that are killing it in the in the e-commerce first store website uh, and i think that kind of like woo 
always wanted to compete against those, but I think Wu needs to find its kind of like niche within the e-commerce marketplace, which is for people who want to fully customize own their own data. And but part of that problem is that when they want to do that, there's lots of I don't know. I just I I, I went into an e-commerce store yesterday, a Norwegian one, to try and buy some coffee beans and the checkout was horrible to say the least uh and i kind of didn't feel so proud in that moment because i just wished there was a shopify store so i can just check out in two seconds like i usually do uh so so i think like that there's ways to go for woo uh and and automatic behind the company now but we'll obviously need to to uh, act on on those things that are lacking com- compared to the competitors but it's really hard to do in an, in an open source fragmented servers space so so that's kind of like the the mission is to democratize e-commerce but i f- think you kind of need to unify some of the features to to allow the customers the end users of the of the e-commerce store to have a, a better experience because I mean, I, I've shopped so much online during these COVID times, and, and every time I get to, for example, a, a Shopify site with a with a with a unified checkout platform, it's so much easier to buy stuff. And there's lots of WooCommerce stores that do this really well, but they've heavily customized it or done installed good plugins that I probably don't know about. Uh, so I think there's there's uh, a lot of potential still in, in, in kind of WooCommerce and, and how you can not only compete but but create your own kind of marketplace in, inside e-commerce. I think Magnus brings up a really good point there. I think it's been a frustration for a while, but it's deeply complex, uh, largely being self-hosted. Yeah, I think um, headless and API-driven e-commerce, you know, is obviously a big trend, and I'm sure Eddie can speak more to that, but. Um, I think Woo needs to uh, really pick its sort of flavor and its strengths and and be the best at just integrating um, with all the, the plethora of existing systems out there and inventory management and CRMs. Um, I think, you know, Automatic's got a great suite of products that they're um, getting better and better at tying together, um, but really showcasing their differential with uh, the likes of Shopify and big commerce and that it's very developer focused, but um, there's still so much more that could be done in the headless uh, department. I, I don't know, guys, I, I am, and like, I'm leaning more towards you. Like, I think like, um, and don't get me wrong, I think we all know that, um, you know, WordPress, open source, all these things in general, it is complicated, right? Because there's different forces pulling it into different directions. Um, I, but I do think like even a simple thing, right? Like people look at Shopify because Shopify is in the news all the time, right? And one of the reasons they're in the news all the time is they can essentially report on their kind of your global GMV, right? And it keeps going up, right? And that grabs attention. So share price goes up. Very simple kind of narrative to, you know, to sell and build a company on. And just the fact that we kind of you know, continues to lack that due to the kind of decentralized nature of the product of the ecosystem, like is already a disadvantage. I think the my perspective is just that that leaves so much untapped potential there, right? Because it, we all know that in terms of merchant volume, at least, 
Like WooCommerce probably rivals, if not beats Shopify, right? Fair enough. We don't know the quality of those merchants. Can you a comparison you know, between the two? Um, but there's a, I, I still think there's a huge kind of untapped you know, opportunity there. And I think counter to what many WordPress users actually believe and WooCommerce users believe is they're probably doing so themselves a kind of a disservice by having this much customizability, right? Like if you, if you, again, like I, this is not about kind of Shopify, right? But um, like they have like only very recently, like in the last like four months, they brought out an API where you can touch their checkout, right? That's for a company that's how many, 10 year, you know, plus years old. So like, and that, like that's where, like that's a core part of doing e-commerce is having a really good checkout experience. And WooCommerce stores, again, because they try, like people, try and hack things together and do things, it ultimately leads to a bad kind of, or sometimes at least leads to a bad user experience. So like, I still think like perhaps narrowing that a little bit and then truly focusing on the kind of almost the power of WordPress. Cause I like, think for, you know, for brands that are content heavy still, like WordPress plus WooCommerce is the best way to go. Right. Cause I think your content, the content side of things, the SEO side of things, um, truly kind of you know, beats Shopify by a mile, right? Shopify, that's not their core competency. So I would go more narrow, um, limit some of the customizability, kind of you know, put some guardrails in place and then try and centralize more of these, at least the the really good kind of brands and merchants on, on WooCommerce to try and start telling the same story. And then I would probably like, if I, you know, if, if, if Matt was here, um, you know, on this call, I would probably tell Matt that at some stage, like just take automatic or even just Woo public, right? It's probably big enough to do that. And just that, again, I that too in itself is brings loads of other, you know, considerations, but you're putting Woo into that limelight, right? For example, Mag, like in Norway, probably means for someone starting e-commerce, like they will definitely know about WooCommerce then, right? Then there's no, like the likelihood that they, had never heard of WooCommerce then is highly unlikely. So um, that's probably like, that would be kind of my, my player. That's at least how I think about it. Like it's a massive, 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 massive platform, which means there's so much kind of potential and possibilities left still. Cool. Well, that's interesting. And I, I think that's great hearing because you've, um, you've been there and then you like I said, you're outside looking in to close this out. What I wanted to do and, you, you're all doing something different now. Just let us, and you've already kind of let us know a little bit what you're you're dabbling in. Is there something exciting, special going on right now? Your personal life, your um, business life, whatever that you want to um, share with everyone before we go. And you know, this is this is of course totally non-woo. I mean, we want to know what what um, what's going on right now. That's real real exciting in your life. And that could be, you know, uh, you spent a weekend at the beach or something and actually had some time down and enjoyed it. So, uh, why don't I start with, um, let's, let's start with Mark this time. I think one of the businesses that I work with, um, I'm particularly passionate about and is relevant to this and was my first sort of e-commerce based investment, a company called Yebel Fresh, which is, a food um, e-commerce business delivering into the townships of South Africa. So it's focused on getting food into the shanty towns here. And they're using WooCommerce and it's a fascinating case study of it. And it's so far removed from 
how commerce is done in America or probably most parts of the world. Um, they've got WhatsApp bots going. They've even they accept orders via call me backs. Um, and it is just great to understand e-commerce, such nuanced African centric e-commerce. And hopefully those sort of learnings I can give back into to the WooCommerce community in some form, because I believe third world, you know, which is what we are here in South Africa, um, e-commerce is a massive opportunity and uh, it's where there truly is scale that uh, needs catering for. Yeah, interesting. Maybe I'll have to have you and somebody from there back on to talk about it at some point. Yeah, do reach out to me. Well, how about in Norway? What is, since nobody knows anything about WooCommerce and um, <laughs> Magnus, what, what's what's going on that's pretty exciting for you right now? Um, I forgot to mention it in the beginning, but I'm an avid golfer, right? So uh, what's always going on with me is waiting for the golf season to start. And we've got about, I don't know, a couple of inches of snow right now and, and <laughs> minus five degrees. So I, I think like post exit of of uh, woo and and kind of like trying to find my grounding and what what's what's the path going forwards you spend a lot of time playing golf and just wondering about that and and then you start investing in startups and like as a hobby and then suddenly you've invested in 22 companies and you're kind of like looked up to in the in the in the investor community and at least an angel investing and so I've I've like formed this group of five guys that we call ourselves Sprettert in Norwegian, which is slingshot in 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 English, and we kind of just want to we we hang out every day on Slack, we share deal deal flow together, and and that's basically what excites me every day until the golf season starts, and then it's <laughs> both of those. I actually I'm such a crazy golf nut that we built a house in 2018 and I've got uh, downstairs I've got a full blown golf simulator so I've actually played around the golf today inside so uh, I must be about the only uh, guy within uh, 10 kilometers who's got an indoor golf simulator <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty <laughs> unique for Norway I mean Mag by the way you did you know, neglect to say that you, you're a really good golfer right I mean at least in your opinion try to be <laughs> scratch golfer I would say I think um we, like guys, by the way, we we did play a round of golf together once, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad, by the way. I'm there for 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 the drinks, um, not for <laughs> not for the golf. I can't hit a ball. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Bob from, from from my side, um, I think most exciting thing is um, you'll see my book in the background, um, recently released. Perfectly placed there, Eddie. Yeah, it's it has it has to be even 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 in the makeshift <laughs> you know, makeshift new office. Um, that um that i that i have at the moment so perfect place there um but yeah my new book life profitability the the new measure of entrepreneurial success um started working on it just after um i sold convergence to campaign monitor so it's been a kind of a, a labor of love for about 15 months um so really excited to to get that out and um and now really just really excited to talk to people about the ideas in the book for um because for me i think you know going through you know both who and then Convergio is i I'm really a passionate learner and I, I love, again, Mark mentioned kind of lean startup kind of methodology, but that kind of build and build, measure, learn approach. Um, and I, like, I constantly think about like, you know, when I do things again, when I, you know, when, when I think about building a new business, for example, like how can I do things better? Right. And like, for me, at least that definition has broadened to saying like, 
you know, how can I just be a better 80, right? And just be a better person that kind of shows up um, in my life in a, you know, in a better way. So that's something that's really, really top of mind for me. Um, as I, and I mentioned earlier, I'm, I am building a new SaaS start, you know, startup. Um, when I told Mag and Mark about this well, four months ago, um, like Mag had some choice words on my email where he's like, like, why are you doing this again? Um, like in that typical kind of your Norwegian, your Norwegian manner. Um, I think I've also just learned that I'm like, I'm a, I'm a maker. Um, I need to, to make things. I love building teams. Um, and as I said, like, I'm most passionate about trying to do that um, in a way that is then life profitable. Um, and truly kind of not being a hypocrite about the ideas that I put out there, but, um, you know, really, really loving that kind of those ideas and, and that example. Cool. All righty. Well, you're all three of you keeping busy. Um, if somebody wants to connect with you, where's the best place to connect? And not to ask you how to fix their Woo store. I want everybody to remind everybody they are not there for Woo support. You you got to um, either buy a book or invest or, um, you know, something like that. So, Mark, where's the best place to reach out to you or connect with you? I'll still plug, plug my blog, even though I don't... Uh uh, published too much to it lately, but mark.blog, um, contactable there. Uh, like you said, please no theme support or WooCommerce support. Yeah, still uh, avoiding that support. Uh, how about you, Magnus? Uh, where can they connect out with you without um, asking for support? No, I, I it's back to my WordPress blog, jepson.no. I put out some, uh, some phishing videos on, on there and uh, I've even got in my contact form, please contact WooThemes if you have a WordPress uh, WooCommerce uh, question. <laughs> Excellent. And, where can, uh, and lastly, where can um, people get this book and connect with you? Yeah, so I'm I'm at eighty eighty double i on Twitter, um, and the, my blog is the same at um, or at eighty uh, um, and the book details are there, so that those are the easiest places to connect. Um, and for anyone listening, um, Mag and Mark, like I left, we you know we before this actually happened, but Mag and Mark actually have an official Woo jet, and they're happy to like for the right people, they'll just you know, commission a jet and they will fly you wherever to meet up. So so do oh, ping them about okay. that. Um, I've I've only seen photos. I've not had the privilege um, to fly in it just yet, but um, you know totally try them on that one. Always the king of bullshit. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> We'll make sure and pull that out and put that one on Twitter, that little line there. But um, no, seriously, this has been great, guys. Um, wow. Cool to see you all again. It's been a long time. Just um, myself seeing you. I, I think you gave a lot of food for thought there. I appreciated your uh, sincere insights into Boo from the outside looking in. This has been amazing. I'd like to thank our sponsor, PayPal. And I would like to thank the three of you for joining me today. Thank you. Bob, thanks for making the effort of getting us all together. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you for what you've given to this community over so many years. All righty. Well, thank you. And yeah, everyone, you know, it, just just remember, I usually tell you to go do the woo, but, um, you know, when you're doing the woo, remember these three and, and don't reach out for them for support. So until the next time. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.